What is this foolishness? How many dreams can you shape in a minute, an hour? The kind of clean you like best. Lost three of my teeth, too. All right, so you lost. Next time you win. Steamy, hot, hearty, delicious, invigorating. at home folks at home how you doing tonight welcome to ike live thank you so much for joining us tonight let me tell you something we have a monster monster of a show i'm talking about freaking godzilla breathing fire smoke flames sparks the whole nine we have a monster show for you tonight listen to me here it goes are you ready for this Rick Klun, the legend, recent elite winner on the St. John's, is going to join us in just a minute. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for the sound effects. Edwin Evers, 2016 Bassmaster Classic Champion, will join us shortly after Mr. Klun. And finally, we're going to be looking at a very controversial topic happening. Excuse me. French fries are coming to my mouth. Happening in Maryland right now with these weird, strange laws they're trying to pass on the size of bass and the legal size of what you can keep. We're going to get Maryland DNR Joe Love and, of course, the Bass Conservation Director, Gene, on the phone. uh, And we're going to talk about that after Edwin. It's going to be a fabulous show. Thank you for tuning in tonight. Let me start, as we always do. And uh, let let me uh, let me introduce the room real quick. Sitting to my right, the amazing co-host of the show, looking very bright and orange tonight. <laughs> Pete Lucic, how you doing tonight? Uh, Pete? I'm doing good, man. It's good to be back in the studio. Man, it feels good to be here. Last time we did the show, you were in the hot seat. That's right. I was in Florida. How how did that go? I it, it went okay, but to be I like this seat much better. You like it better? Yeah. Okay. There, but, but hey. It, it, I don't know. You tell me. How did it go? You got I, to see from a distance. I, I thought it went great. I actually listened to the rest of the show. I thought it went great. But um, I like you in that seat, too. It feels <laughs> good to have you there yeah. as support. When I was in Florida, I couldn't look at you in the eye, mm-hmm. get personal with you like I can here. <laughs> so it's good to have you back. It's good uh, to be back. In our casting couch seat tonight, you know him, the one, the only, Dave Brodzik, a.k.a. Fathead, a.k.a. Wharf. How you doing tonight, Dave? Yeah. Good, dude. Glad to be back in my seat. It is. This <laughs> is your normal seat. Now, do you like it better here on your, your couch, or do you like the IM board better? Uh, the IM board, probably, if I were to choose. The IM. A little probably. bit of because com- the comedy comes through all night on the IM yeah, board. Yeah, we have a very, really funny crowd that listens. All right. Well, we got a great show, so thank you, thank you for joining us tonight. And glad to have you back on the couch. And back here in the booth, Boop. pushing buttons, as usual... 
uh, the very the two most important people of the show. Look at him. Look at him staring. Well, we got a third back there. Hold on. We're going to talk about her in a second. Uh, Brian Carpenter, a.k.a. Ding Dong. How you doing tonight, Bri? Fantastic. Thank you. Rocking the Liquid Mayhem hat. Look, looking good. Uh, handling IMs tonight. We have not one... But two beautiful ladies tonight. Ooh. Yeah. Rebecca and Mel in the house tonight. How you doing, guys? Hi, everybody. Wow. Hi, <laughs> We're bringing hotness and sexiness to our show. Yeah, Mel, that's Dave's wife. Oh, it's Dave's wife. Yeah. Let's clear that up for everybody. <laughs> still hot and sexy. Yeah, she is still hot and sexy. Uh, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Uh, man, I'm so stoked about the show. Before we get into it, let's do this. A big thank you and shout out to our military active and veterans men and women thank you guys for what you do it's crazy world thank you so much for your service special ops scores number two and isis uh the money man for isis wow uh, yeah the special ops group wow shout out to special ops man we've we've got an inside connection with a lot of those guys and uh huge shout out to you uh also thank you to the police uh firemen emt thank you guys for what you do uh let me also Real quick, before we get into this, Bright, let me remind you that we've got a killer contest going on tonight. Uh, it's going to happen at the end of the show. It's a fan interactive contest, so we want their <laughs> input. And um, the title of this contest, Dave, correct me if I'm wrong, is How Well Do You Know the Cast of Ike Live? Yeah, that wasn't it, but we'll go with that one. I like that one <laughs> okay. better. Yeah, I definitely like that you one You like better. that title? Yes, okay. Yes, 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 yes. All right, and so we're going to run this contest. Basically, we're going to give you an opportunity to prove your fan worthiness of the show. And if you know us, if you know the characters, you've got a chance to win a three-month subscription to Mystery Tackle Box. Outstanding. Yeah, and by the way, speaking of Mystery Tackle Box, Ike Live is presented by Mystery Tackle Box. I don't know if you knew that. I, I was aware of that. Okay, they are presenting sponsor. Thank you, Mystery Tackle Box. Uh, also brought to you by TH Marine. We're going to talk about a couple cool products tonight, including this amazing coal bar you see right here. Help you weigh your fish in a tournament. Uh, it's also brought to you by Tackle Warehouse. If you need stuff, you need it fast, you need the right stuff, call Tackle Warehouse. It's also brought to you by Flambeau. The best tackle storage management systems in the entire world. Um, also brought to you by Fishity. Fishity.com. Hey, listen, if you want to check out a cool interactive social site, show social site, go to Fishity.com. It's a great site. It's also brought to you by Hobie Kayaks. Dude, if you haven't tried the pedal drive system, you're living in the Stone Ages. Try that Hobie Kayak with the pedal drive system. You're going to love it. And, of course... Let me not forget a longtime sponsor of the show. You see me wearing the hat tonight. Liquid Mayhem. Lots of f flavors. Brian's favorite, the Sweaty Balls. Uh, we'll be talking about that a little later. Uh, Liquid Mayhem, the best bass scent you could use. Uh, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. That was funny. Uh Brian Carpenter, uh, give, me some, give me some direction here because I'd, I'd love to jump right into this. Okay. All right. Give me uh give me give me two seconds here. Okay. You know what? Give me yeah, give me about four minutes. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, Brian a little bit of time. What we're gonna do is we're gonna jump right into Rick Clun. I and I, I wanna talk with Rick. Um man, Rick has been and I, I said this off air, let me get into this real quick. Not very often am I nervous before a show. I I'm serious. I'm 
I am a bit nervous. The only other time on Ike Live when I was had this feeling and it was slightly intimidated, nervous, we had Denny Brower on, and it was a surprise. I don't know if you remember Brian the Carpenter uh, got got Denny in, mm-hmm. and I was I felt the same. I feel the same right now. I mean, dude, dude, and, and it's hard because he's just a man, right? He's just a dude. It's not true. Well, maybe he's not, but uh, he is a hero of mine. He's a hero of mine. Uh, his picture is actually in our in our wall unit over here, believe it or not. Um, big hero of mine. One of the reasons I got in pro- involved in professional fishing. It's a little ner- nerve-wracking to have him on tonight. I can appreciate it. I, I remember vividly the first time that I met Rick was at a Megabucks tournament. And um, we pulled up on the on and beached our boats, you know how we do. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm beaching my boat, you know, against somebody maybe I know. I'm nervous as heck. It's like my rookie year. Yeah. You know, and uh, and right up next to me comes Rick Clun and happens to beach his boat right next to me. I was like, Oh my god. I was wow. like a deer in the headlights, man. I'm like, you know, but uh. It, but he talked to me, and he was really cool, really yeah. nice, yeah, a really genuine individual. And, yeah, and he he was his conversation was great. I couldn't get a word out. Wow, what, what was, wow. He, was he about twenty years old then? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was right after the original Woodstock hey, concert. Hey, so. I, I was twenty eight or twenty nine years old. Yeah. When wow, when that happened. When wow, that, you're that, you're dating awesome. you're dating yourself. He's our legend. He yeah. he he is. He's a legend of sport. I actually uh, it, Becky and I early on were talking about um the show and and we were getting giddy because having him on is like having babe ruth in Mm -hmm. if this was baseball you know i mean he's that that status he's that iconic in the sport so this is very exciting um to have him on real quick let me remind everybody that you are a key part of the show and we want to hear from you lots of ways to have input on the show, mm-hmm. uh, the easiest way, right there next to your screen, hit us up on our IM. Uh, we've got uh, the ladies, man in the IM tonight. Let us know if you have questions or what you're thinking. You could also hit us up on our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Ike Live Show. Um, and I see Brian back there on the phone right now. Real quick, and I want to just announce this. If you see... Strange flashes of light going by. It's not a ghost. It's not an apparition. Uh, if you see um, a butt go by uh, the screen here at any point, it's okay. We have an amazing photographer here tonight, uh, Nicole Albertson. Nicole has actually shot for the Iconelli family for a lot of years. We've hired her here tonight to get some film of us in action tonight. Uh, Dave, you want to tell us a little bit about the shenanigans that happened outside yeah. a second ago? Yeah, so it was kind of cool. So, if, like, for the very first time since we've started the show, we had our – everyone showed up when they were supposed to, and we actually got something accomplished. And yeah. What we did was <laughs> we got a whole bunch of pictures taken with all of our sponsor products and uh, – it was an experience. It was an experience. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Well, we, we got some great photos. You're going to see a lot of these images um, through Ike Live sponsors. You're going to see some of these images that we use internally, and they're all great. Uh, I, I want to give uh, I want to give this this lady a shout out because she's an amazing photographer. Um, if you've got some some images you need, if you're in the tri-state area, um, imagesbynikki.com. 
Go check her out. Amazing photographer. She's here working with us tonight. Uh, I think we're ready. Uh, I see the thumbs up from Brian the Carpenter. And join us live via phone with an echo. It's okay. <laughs> Recent winner of the Bass Elite event on St. John's and the biggest legend in the sport of fishing, Mr. Rick Klun, everybody. Hello, Ike. Hi, Rick. How you doing? Hey, Rick. Pete there, too. Okay. How you doing tonight, Rick? Well, we're doing good. Me and my family, Sage and River and Melissa, we all headed to Eureka Springs, Arkansas, over by Beaver Lake, and we're kind of hanging out this weekend. You're the only person who knows where I'm at. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Well, I, I know that this is still a special time for you. We talked on the phone a couple days ago, and we talked about winning in the modern age, um, in the social media age. And you said how different it is because of the media blast you're getting and, and everybody leaning on you for calls and interviews. Talk a little bit about that, Rick. Well, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, this was my 15th BASS victory, but it, I've never experienced a victory with this much attention ever, even close, nothing even close. I mean, you, you know how we can drive across the country and occasionally somebody in a non-fishing setting will recognize you, even us dragging these rap boats around. But this one, I swear, all the way from Florida back through Alabama and Georgia and Tennessee and Mississippi, ever stopped I made, it was a truck driver or somebody would come up and say, hey, I saw your deal on this weekend. I saw your win at, you know, at St. John's River. Yeah. I, and then not, that's not counting the phone and the emails and the Facebook. And I mean, and it's all been very, very positive, but also very overwhelming. Wow. That, that, that's amazing. Now, let me ask you this. Does this win now, number 15, today in the social media craze, does it feel any different than some of your early victories? Yeah, oh yeah, a lot different than my early victories. My early victories, the only people there were the local high school band and my family. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then weeks and weeks later, they would come out in some type of newspaper form or maybe maybe a television show a month or two later, you know. So the the immediacy of this and how current it is to everybody is completely different. Wow, that's amazing. You know, the other thing I want to jump on right away is... We were talking about um, my win on the Delaware a couple years ago, and I I was joking to you how emotional I still am from that. And, you know, one of the similarities that I drew, and I I want you to go into it a little bit, is you really dedicated this win to your family. You had Melissa and River there with you, and I know it was important for you to win in front of your family, in front of River. Talk a little bit about that, because when I won on the Delaware River in front of all my kids, it was very similar. I, You know, for Drew and Riley to see me win as teenagers was very emotional for me, and, and, and it was important. Talk a little bit about that, would you, Rick? Yeah, you know, the thing I guess maybe we as fishermen don't even realize because we're doing it is that what we do is very, very strange in the context of modern society and what most people most kids look at their father as having jobs 
And I can go back to my daughters early in my career where my youngest daughter got my lap one time after I'd been gone to a tournament. She sat there and finally she looked up at me and said, Dad, when are you going to get a real job in a store? <laughs> and, uh, and, and basically what she was saying was she didn't know what I did. When I'm home, I'm just kind of hanging around, taking them to school, but I, I don't have a job like the other dads do to go off every day and come back you know, at night. And yet, when I do go do my job, most of the time, unfortunately, they're not around to witness it. And so, yeah. like you said, this is really, really neat because, uh, you know, that Sage, not Sage, but River and Melissa got there just in time for me to weigh in on that third day when I had the 31 pounds. Yeah. And then to be able to stay in. And actually, you know, they hear from friends all the time. Your dad's a fishing rich and your dad's this, your dad's that, to the point they get sick of it. Yeah, and because to them I'm not this fishing legend. I'm Rick Clung dad. Yeah, and so, but all of a sudden now they do get to see what everybody else is talking about, and then that yeah, you know there is a a you know took some truth to all this what other other people are saying, and actually that that you know there's a one of my favorite lines from the movie where out my brother where out foul where that his daughters come up to him and and say and and they. He, they said, well, you're not bona fide. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and, and, uh, and that's the in my career. When you told people you're a fisherman, it wasn't like being a football player or basketball player. No, you weren't bona fide. You didn't have a job. Right. You were you, playing hooky from school or work or whatever. Right. So this yeah. kind of makes you feel, you know, that they maybe they understand a little bit more really what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did, when, when you ask them to go to bed on time, do they listen to you now? That you're the legend? No, of course not. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they'll forget that tournament probably within just a few weeks. The first time I chew them out or something, you know. Now, I, I want to jump into something else real quick, Rick. We, um, we, we pose a question on this show to all our viewers about, you know, what they're what what impressed them the most about your win and about 75% of them said this and it's interesting because my uncle don said the same thing my uncle don was so excited when you won rick i i he called me on my phone and he was like almost in tears um but you said something which was never let yourself believe that your best moments are behind you i don't know if you knew this but you inspired so many people with that win and that statement. And I'm talking about, you know, 40, 50, 60-year-old adults. You inspired them. T t tell me a little bit about that. I mean, how... I, you know, it's amazing to me that a lot of times, you know, we're talking to young kids. Justin Lucas wins last year. We get him on the phone, and he's inspiring all these young kids. But you've inspired a huge adult population to do great things. Can can you wrap your hands around that, or is that is that not something you think about? No, I can, because really, human nature, unfortunately, we have the tendency we all go through, at least hopefully most of us in life, go through a peak period where we're at our highest point. And hopefully that lasts for a while, maybe 10, 15, 20 years. But especially when you get older and you kind of come out of that peak period. And I'm using myself as an example in fishing that I had a 10, 15 year of dominance. And then you come out of that and then something in your human psyche wrongfully thinks, well, you know, that's behind me now. And, uh, but fortunately, you know, a couple of years ago, a falcon 
I caught on day two the biggest five-fish limit of my life, and I've been fishing 40 years. Yeah. And then on day three, I beat it with another 30, uh, 34 uh. pounds that day, 32 the day before, and I beat it then, and it just kind of turned on a light bulb in my head. Look, maybe I can't maintain the, the peak I was at, but there's still great moments to be experienced if we'll just go out there and engage life, you know, aggressively. And, uh, and, and, and that's true at all levels. I mean, that's true with, you know, with our family, our children, our jobs, or, uh, our, our recreation, whatever. And so it really became, yeah, I, I understand that, you know, the, you know, I've got probably the biggest fan base out there, the baby boomers. <laughs> you know, yeah. Baby boomers are a huge group of people. And so, but that's, and, and I, I repeated that intentionally because I had experienced it myself and was guilty of myself of maybe thinking that all your greatest moments were in the past and they're not. Yeah, wow. it, it that, that's that's amazing because I, you know, for me, it it I take that at heart because I think you know a lot of times when you achieve something, somewhere deep down inside, you maybe you're not trying as hard. But I, I, I want to win. You know, I'm 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 18 years into this and I I want to win again. You know, and that's very inspiring to see that. It, that was that was a huge win, Rick. And this is Pete. And um, man, I, I watched every moment of that and. I just couldn't turn off. I watched every second of Bassmaster Live. I watched every fish they let us watch you catch. I'm looking forward to watching watching the show. It was amazing, uh, and congratulations! It is. It's, it, I'm still amazed by it. But you talked about the 30 pound bags you caught at Falcon. You caught a 31 pound stringer in a tournament where nobody even came close to that. Yeah. I mean uh, that that had to be amazing, and it. it Almost unexplainable. I mean, how do you how that come together for you? Well, it's I can, we don't have time to go through all. This. <laughs> I mean, because I, I honestly wasn't expecting it. I, I and, and here's one of the elements, and, and like you know, I've always felt with all too often as anglers and very being very competitive, we fight fight it too much. We try to make it happen instead of letting it naturally unfold. And this was a good example of that. My best area uh, on the uh, third day, on the second day, Brent Chapman showed up on. He, he, I left it, and, he, and I got came back to it, and he was there. So he he done it honestly. He, he just it was there. He didn't get the fish. And that's where I caught ever been one of my big fish in the first two days, and he showed up there, and uh, and so you know on the third day we kind of raced to it, back to it. And uh, and anyway, we got there, and Brent was doing a mixture of side fishing and worm, worm fishing. And anyway, I was throwing uh, that chatterbait type with swim bait on it, and uh, and he was catching a dog out of two pounders. And anyway, I just said, you know, it was a small, little, small confined area. And so, well, I'm going to leave him go to my. And in my mind, I'm going, I'm going to leave him go to my second best place, and uh, get a limit, and then I'll come back and and, and we'll we'll just share this area where the big fish were. Well, that's where I caught one of where I thought the little fish were. Is I caught the thirty-one pounds when the weather always wow. And so you know, again, it was just one of those things that, in going with the flow, is so critical, the natural flow, because it, I could easily just got there and try to say, man, you know, it sucks because we're having to share this area now, and blah blah blah. But really, that him being there why I ended up on that spot at the right window of time. And you and I all know that 
to catch fish like that, you've got to be in the right spot at exactly the right time and doing exactly the right thing, and all those things came together. Yeah, that, that that's interesting because we, we talk about that all the time. Like it's meant to be, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm I'm constantly fighting the demons of going to a negative place, you yeah. know. Oh right. shit! Oh shit! Somebody's in my spot. Yeah. Oh shit! But but yeah. but you didn't do that. You let let it flow. It's very it's very interesting. It's amazing how that happens. That, yeah, that was, that was I've seen that before. It's happened to me, not at that level, which was amazing. Did do, do you think those fish? I mean, to the X's and O's. Did were those fish coming off the beds? You think when that rain came? Do you think you were able to activate some of those bedding fish? I do. I, I think when that wind when that wind shifted, it been out of the southwest pretty much. And then all of a sudden, when it got even cloudier and it switched around real quick to the, the northeast and the rain came, it's almost like these fish are looking for just a little bit of a break to, to go on a feed. And and it ain't going to last long. And that's why I said it's so critical that you be there at the right time. And it was those, those conditions, I think, that give them that little break and give me that string of fish. Because once that little deal was over, you 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 wouldn't get any more big bites. You might get us some small bites, but you wouldn't need any big ones. And then the next, the final day when I moved in there, the only time of day I had that I had those same conditions was right off the bat that first hour, and I caught all three big fish that first hour and fished wow. the rest of the day there without, without a single big bite when it, when it mm. got sunny again. Wow, that, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. Uh, real quick, Rick, I know you've got to go. We're gonna we're gonna keep you for five more minutes. We have a few of our fans uh, messaging in with questions, and we've got one here that's kind of comical, and I want to ask you. And uh, Bob writes in, "Do you think KVD now feels compelled to fish in his until his late 60s? After your win, I don't. You know, I should have to ask KV. Uh, I'm going to be on him all year, though. I'm going to say, hey, Kevin, do not miss the classic because I've been. It's been. I've been the. I've been kind of the bummer, and I don't want to see us go head to head in classics to, to just motivate each other to win. You know, the fifth one. But I haven't showed up lately, <laughs> so he's had it on his own. So I'm going to get on him. And Kevin, don't let me down. Don't let me down. You got to be there. <laughs> you know? And uh, but Kevin did come up to me and uh, and and go through that, you know, because he knew what had happened. He said it was a perfect day, wasn't it? And I said, Yep. You know, it, it's one of those days you can't completely explain that every move you make, everything you do is com- is, is exactly what you should have done. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 amazing how that happens. I mean. Well, you are the current Angler of the Year leader. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations Absolutely. on Congrats. that. How about how about that? How about another AOY for the mantle, Rick? How about that? You think? Well, that that's that's probably the easiest way you can lead Angler of the Year. Just <laughs> 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 win the first tournament. You know, after that, it don't get any easier. You know that. I wanted to just say a real quick deal. One of the neatest things that happened to me in about was with, with Greg Hackney. We were standing there. We were about the last two in line that final day. And we were both pretty stoic back there. And River, my youngest son, was with me. And finally, Greg looks over at, my, at, at River and goes, River, how old are you? And River says, I'm 12. And he says, you know, when I first saw your dad, I was 11 years old at Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And I watched him win the 1984 Bass Master Classic. Wow. And that's wow. When I, he said, that's when I knew I was going to become a professional bass fisherman. So that was one of the neater moments that nobody will play now. So a few people will know about. Wow, that's pretty cool. That that's, pretty that's amazing. That's amazing. And I, I I'd like to take a survey. And I really honestly wonder, Pete, how many 
current pros were inspired to fish. And and Rick, before you got on the air, I I told a story that I was slightly nervous to have you on the show tonight uh, because when I was a kid, you were a big influence for me and why I wanted to do this for a living. So um, I. I I want to congratulate you on your win, but I want to thank you for being a great um, inspiration for a lot of anglers. Uh, it's very, very tremendous, and I want to thank you for that. Well, yeah, well, it's an honor, really, that you know you can have that that effect and touch people that you'll never even know about. Uh, I'm going to hit you with one more IM, and then we'll let you run because I know you've got a family function tonight. We've got another question from David, and he he wants to know um, what do you consider to be what will be the next major evolution in the sport of bass fishing. Rick, you've been here. You've seen the changes. What's the next big thing that's going to happen in this sport? Oh, that's really kind of a, a, a tough one uh, because uh, we're, we're kind of seeing it, but I can't predict its outcome, and that's the, the effect that high school teams and college teams now will eventually have on who, who the next pros are. Right. Uh, because these kids are so far ahead of us. And you, you know that. I mean, yeah. You look at these 17, 18-year-old kids and how they can handle a rod and reel. I couldn't handle one that way when I was 30. And in some cases, still can't. But, uh, but and that and the knowledge and, 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 and the way they go approach the sport, uh, that, that, it's a hard one predict, to predict the, the, the cause of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think the youth programs are definitely changing it and for the, sure. And the live component, I think the live components changing it for sure. Now, I, I need to ask you this. I, this just came to my mind. Uh, after this win, and I know you didn't even want to mention the word in recent years, but does this at all start? Do you start thinking about retirement now, Rick? That you've won this tournament? Is that a word that's even in your vocabulary right now? Or you're not thinking about it. No, retirement, and, uh, and I know people mis- maybe may misunderstand this, but I think it's a great American tragedy. And uh, and it's not the term retirement, but it's our lack of preparation for really what it should mean. And, uh, and uh, of course, most people will say, I retired back in 1974, and I might agree with them. Because, you know, retirement should never be going from being engaged in life completely unengaged in life. The only way you stay alive and be alive is to stay engaged in life. Now, if you can retire, I'm going to use King Cook as an example, and go to something that you really love like he did. He went into this setting of this hunting reserve and, you know, this deal. And uh, then that's the way to retire because you're still staying engaged in life. Life, you cease to live once you become disengaged from life. And I think, unfortunately, Retirement all too often uh, it translates into that. Yeah. So no, I, I don't have a plan on retiring. <laughs> That that's a that's a good point. That's a great point. Good. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Rick, as you're talking, Brian, our producers, bringing up pictures uh, from your recent win on the St. John's. Do you have any plans to go to market with that hat that you wear? Because I think you can make a, a mint on that thing. What what hat? Your floppy hat. The classic. Oh, yeah, the classic. Oh, I, th- I, I think I. You know. You know the big one I missed. I was Tevas. Ah. Because you know, I, I started wearing those when they were only sold on by Grand Canyon rafters, and then you fished the U.S. Opens several, and then all of a sudden fishermen started wearing them, and then they they went um, 
big time, and now every other company in the world has like some type of fever. Right. So I'm I'm I, I'm not real good at uh at uh, marketing stuff like that. I thought about it with those hats because, uh, but uh, you know, and I'll kind of. I'm. You know, I come from the old era of marketing. I I, I fished. I fished for a living. Uh, I didn't fish to, to make it into a business. And my writer one time asked me. He said, uh, "What's the difference between you and Skeet Reese when it comes to marketing yourself?" And I said, "Well, I thought about it. And I said, well, I don't know if I can say this on air. I said, but you know, I'm kind of like a cheap whore that just gives it away. And Skeet Reese is a real expensive call girl." <laughs> <laughs> and the great and the funny thing about that is he actually was a call girl before he turned pro. I don't know if you knew that. He had dollar bill sho- Yeah, he had dollar Yeah, he actually had dollar bill shoved down his pants uh, in his prior life. No, I didn't know that. real quick, Rick, you mentioned I just I just want uh, a lot of our fans um know the pat uh, that Ken Ken Cook passed, uh, and uh, hearts and prayers go out to Tammy. And you mentioned on stage uh, that win was dedicated to your family and also Ken Cook. Do you want to talk about Ken a little bit in your relationship with him and, and what that win meant to you and and Ken? Well, I, I mean, it came up to me because I've always been friends with them for forever, and and it was the saddest thing was they were probably at the happiest point in their life and. And uh, I I don't care if you believe in God or the devil, but I bet Ken chewed both their asses out, whichever was Because <laughs> he wasn't ready. I know he wasn't yeah. ready. Because, I mean, they were at the best. But, who, you know, we don't control that. Yeah. And uh, so, no, and, and I just remembered that one of my biggest tournaments on that river, our first $100,000 tournaments, Ken had won on the St. John River in a, in a mega bucks type tournament. So it was just the timing just felt like it fit. Right, right. Well, that that's awesome. I thought it was uh, it was nice that you acknowledged him on stage. Uh, Rick, we're we're going to let you run. I know, and and thank you for carving out time, uh, a day with the family. We appreciate the time on the phone. Uh, c- congratulations again. And before you go, can I corner you and ask you that if you're ever driving through New Jersey and you have a day free, will you come in studio with us and sit down for a show? Yeah, yeah, I would. I uh, I, I enjoy uh, you know uh, both of you guys, Pete and uh, Pete. I've known forever, and also uh, you know you. Uh, and I'm going to end it on this. You know, a lot of people go. I'm glad you never threw a fit like I does out there fishing. And I said, wait a minute, guys. You got to remember one thing. I did throw fits. I, I one time in a in a mega bucks on the Harris chain, I broke two rods. And yeah, I, and almost I almost pushed my partner out of the boat. And I said, but I said, fortunately back then, you know, uh, Ray Scott and Bob Cobb, they were scared to death to put anything like that on TV. Yeah, and I said, I don't, I don't, I don't have it. There's not a camera on me every second I do something. I said, no, I had that same energy. So, uh, so yeah. take take it easy on act a little bit, okay? <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Rick, thank you. Congratulations again. Thank you for joining us, and and please. Please tell Melissa and the family we said thank you for carving out some time for us for the show. And have a great dinner and have a great night. And with congratulations your again, Rick. Amazing win. Congrats, thank buddy. You, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Thanks, Rick. Rick Hunt, everybody. Mm. What, a, what a deal. Wow.
<laughs> wow, I gotta tell you, my heart, my heart's racing. My heart's beating through my chest right now. What a great way to end the segment, though, to talk about. Skeet Reese being a Skeet Reese being a prostitute and oh, man. and Rick, ha, you know, having many meltdowns as well. Yeah, yeah. take it easy on Ike. It's hey, it's yeah. human, human. You know, we're all human. I mean, you know, I, I'm I'm glad he said that. That was great. That, that was amazing. That was absolutely amazing because, as we all know, I didn't fish until I met Mike. I am not a fan of of this. I'm a fan because I'm a member of the sport, but I'm not. You know, this person who grew up with fishing and had this crazy obsession with fishing. But being on the road and getting to meet Rick through the years, he's an amazing person. He's just an amazing person. A wonderful, nice, warm hearted person. And to see him win, probably hands down behind Mike's Delaware win, my favorite win ever. Favorite win ever. Definitely. Definitely. I I agree with you. I think a lot of people agree with you on that, Becky, that that it's their favorite win. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, it was sentimental favorite. It was great. Now, two quick Rick Klun stories, and one is about my uncle. And uh, dude, my uncle and Rick were, are, you know, my uncle traveled with me for a lot of years, for you know, four or five years. They were drawn to each other, and they they had this very amazing relationship. And my uncle is like the kindest, nicest, down the earth person you ever meet. And so is Rick, and I think they gravitate toward each other because of that, you know? It's pretty amazing. The other Rick Klun story I want to tell you real quick, and I wish I would have mentioned this when he was on air, but one of the the best things that ever happened um, after winning the Classic, and this is, this is amazing, I can't believe I don't have it up in the studio, I want to get it, is um, after the smoke settled, when I won the Bassmaster Classic in 2003, and I finally made it back home, I had a pile of mail... That big, sitting at, at home waiting for me, and one of one of them was a letter, and it was and I looked at it. It was addressed to me, and it said Rick Clun, Ava Missouri, whatever his address was. And I swear to you, Pete, I looked at that letter. And I'm like, did somebody's fucking with me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who's I'm like, somebody's fucking with me? Who's messing with me here? Yeah. There's no way. Yep. So I got the letter and like you know like I use like a, a, a envelope thing like I never do that I usually tear it open you know but dude I like made sure that I didn't like rip it like I wanted to make <laughs> sure that everything was perfect so I could save the letter and dude it was a letter from Rick handwritten and dude right. I mean I'm in freaking tears dude I'm in tears reading this because I don't care even what it says he went out of his way to write me a letter yeah. uh. But make a long story short, I'm not going to paraphrase it, but he went on to say, you know, how he was impressed or or he appreciated the emotional uh, state. You know, he he appreciated that intensity, and he said, never stop doing that, never stop being yourself. And he, you know, that was the theme of that letter, dude. Amazing. Awesome. Amazing yeah. for me, and uh, I, I'll never throw that letter away. I'll take that letter to my grave. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, just, just I remember, amazing. I remember you receiving that letter, and you called me at some oh, time d- after and y- told me. I was freaking the, out. About the letter, and yeah, we. I was speechless just I, listening to you. I was freaking out. Uh, Dave, hand me that beer, too. I didn't get to mention this. Uh, let me do it now. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, we always have, and a lot of our IMs, I'm sure, are coming through right now. We have a lot of uh, IMs that want to know what is the beer of choice tonight, and we're we're actually uh, we're drinking a few beers, but um, in honor of Rick Clun tonight, Get that everybody, out there too, uh, l- l- yeah, let's let's see that. 
Dave, can you get that up there? You want me to you want to hand it over here? Well, if he just switches the camera. But oh, yeah, there you go. Well, how about I produce? And In honor of Rick Clunk tonight, uh, <laughs> we're drinking a Chimay. Did I say that right, Becky? A Chimay. Yes. This is a Trappist Monk Chimay. Uh, and I'm not going to try to say the name of it, but Trappist Monks brewed this. And on top of that... We're drinking it out of what is this thing? It's a stein. It's a stein. So made from a real. So everybody lift their glass. Uh, Pete, lift your um, fake coffee, and everybody else lift their drink. To Rick Clun and to his victory, everybody. To Rick. To Rick. This is a bizarre connection. Who came up with this connection? What's that? I don't know. It's a freaking German beer stein. <laughs> Belgian beer. I like drinking out of this thing. Yeah, dude. I feel very and manly. And chanting. I feel very manly. And this somehow relates to Rick Klun. Y'all are weird. That's well, a real what? rhino horn. Right this there. is an actual rhino horn off of a rhino anus. <laughs> there it goes. Listen, play it. Scientology. Scientology. The kids and I bought that thing in Germany and Oh, in Germany. All right. And you know what's funny? The one uh, IM question we didn't get to, and this one came from Tony from the Midwest, was Rick. Do you meditate or practice yoga? I wish we would have asked him that, because I think somewhere I've read that he did. I, w- I wish you would have asked him So does him Brian, because he spent about yeah. two hours putting all these questions together. Yeah, he put these questions together, yeah. hanging from that thing in his house. But he does, doesn't he live back down the road yeah. from like a monastery or something? I think he lives like in Ava. Isn't there like a monastery or some monks down the road? That would have been a great question when he was on the line. Well, I do believe that that was a story that they told us. Well, listen, we're, we, heard, we heard Rick said it. If he's passing through... If he's on the New Jersey Turnpike, getting him on the couch. He's coming off exit three, and he's going to stop by the studio. I'm more upset that you didn't corner him for the August 6th charity tournament. Oh, we're going to do that next week when we see him. Hey, hey, um, I've got. I'm going to play a video here real quick. Okay. All right. All right. And we got a video queuing up here. Have no idea what this video is. Brian's moving us along. Okay. Here we have Justin Lucas. I'm going to do a play-by-play. He's doing his Ike imitation. Oh, he's all over the boat. He's using the boat. Dude, watch this thing. The boat is the playing field. Don't be restricted. Wow. He's getting owned. Look at it. Wow. Dude. That thing's getting it. Dude. Get Look it. at that thing. That, Where is this? Is this Florida? I think this is Florida. That's, last that's, last that's tournament. That's St. John's. Yeah, St. John's. post out. Take that extra 10 seconds. Wow, dude. Dude, that thing is that thing's riding him. Dude. I'm either gonna see a, a manatee, a gator, or a ten pounder here. When I see this video, this is this this is why we fish for these moments right here. What's his heart doing right now, Bry? He's not breathing. 170. He's not breathing. He's gonna throw up when he lands it. Got you. You have to breathe. Breathing is essential when landing a fish. There is no breathing going on here. Man, look at this thing, dude. What's he got? I'm telling you, he's got a manatee hooked. Oh, it's definitely a manatee. <laughs> It's a blob. It's a blobby. I tell you, it's the spitting image of Ike and Ellie landing a fish. Is it what he looks stuff? like? I, we need to call Lucas tonight and see if he learned this landing technique le- from me. He learned this <laughs> from I think him. he did. Well, I, I want to send Justin a message here in a second. Oh, my God. Look at that thing. Dude, yeah. is that a bass? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bass. Where'd you get this from, Brian? Don't worry about it. Justin posted it on Facebook. Dude, it's got to be a giant. It is literally taking him five minutes yeah. to land. He said this is the strongest oh. large mouth he's ever caught. In the mouth. Oh, 
Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow. Way to go, dude. Man, who's filming that? Barry White? That <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Lucas. <laughs> you going to go all up in that bitch. Get on that. Get on that pig. Wow. Shout out to Justin Lucas, man. What a giant. Wow. That was quite a fish catch. Man, we might have to try, we might have to, try to corner him uh, on the phone later on this. Uh, incredible. Uh, let's, let's keep the momentum rolling here. Um... Rebecca, do we have anything you want to get caught up on the IMs? Any comments or uh, annotations that came through that you want to talk about before we before we move along? No, everyone's really quiet and calm tonight. Wow! Not much with the questions. Okay, uh, let me remind. Well, let me remind everybody real quick. Man, if you're watching this show, we want to hear from you. Hit us up on the IM. It's right there next to your screen. All you got to do is type in your comment or question. You could also hit us up on our social media at Ike Live Show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Pete, what did you, what did you have to say? Well, I just want to comment on what Rick said. Is I think that com that statement he said about retirement is That's, is about as powerful as the statement he said about your great moments not being yeah. behind you. Uh, you know about life in general and and to stay engaged. Yeah. You know, and that's the mistake. Like you called it the great American tragedy. Right. Because people retire and become unengaged and uh, they become a lot, dormant. A lot of a lot of bad stuff happens to people when they retire. And uh, it's the truth. Yeah, it really is. I mean, a lot of a lot of health things and and that that engagement that right. You know, in, you know, we look at work. Some of us, you know, that do the the jobs that we don't like so much and. You know, it's uh, you just can't wait to quit that. But man, that that is something that drives you. You know, and well, honestly, if you're fortunate, you get to work at what you love or yeah. something that you like, something that inspires you, something that engages you. And I guess even no matter your age, uh, you've got to continually work to try yeah. to find that thing. You know, no matter whether you're 40, 50, or 70. Uh, it sounds to me like uh, Rick's going to be fishing until uh, forever, until the body gives out. Uh, yeah, I, I, there's I think some, so. There's something to having something to wake up for every day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like when I was a police officer, I'm telling you, a year after guys would retire after the 25th year, someone would bring him up. Like, oh, you heard he died, right? No, he died. Like, no, he was he was he was a vibrant guy just a year ago. And he yeah. Dead. Yeah. Like, there's something to waking up to something. I don't know what it is. But yeah. There's definitely something to that. Man. Yeah. I, I almost feel I. After he said that, I almost feel bad because even right before the show tonight, we were talking about Dave and I were talking on camera like, man, professional, you know, it's a tough life, you know, and we're saying, oh man, you know, can't wait to can't wait to retire, yep. you know, I almost feel bad now about saying it, <laughs> yeah. but but I'm, it's not like I'd be retiring and then like not the doing anything, still be in the business. Yeah. yeah, I mean, still fishing or still doing this show yeah. or you know, so you're still engaged in the sport you love, yeah. just right. other ways, yeah. you know. And that's the key. That's the key is to stay engaged. So, stay engaged. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be another big quote from him. It really is. I mean, uh, you know, the other one got viral. And I think I think that one's it's a great e- quote. Equally key. And, and let me let me tell you this. I'm going to make a, a bit of a prediction, man. And I I could be totally off base, uh, uh, but I, I just want to go ahead and say it, especially now that it will be on record here at Ike Live, which is I think you're going to see more big things from Rick. Coming up, because, you know, to me, this is a big spark, you know, like, he's felt it again, he's won again, you know what I mean? 
Dude, exactly. I, I think you're going to see Rick have... I, I, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily saying he's going to win another event, but I think you're going to see Rick have a freaking stellar year, dude. I hope so. I, I think you're going to. I, I really do. He talked about five or six years ago. I remember reading about him that he's, he was experimenting with this big fish only strategy, which he employed here. And um, I wish we had more time to talk to him. When we get him in studio, we will. Yeah. But the... Uh, you know, he tried it, and I remember like kind of reading or listening to him interviewed about it, and said that it wasn't working, and he was, you know, going to go back to, you know, getting but getting numbers of bites. Right. That's where he felt confident. That's where you know he felt like he would give himself a best chance to win. Yeah. And after doing that for a little while, it looks like he's like back to this big fish strategy. What he did at Falcon. Yeah. And what he did here at the St. John's. You yeah. Know? So now, after Falcon success after this giant monster success yeah at st john's yeah what you said like what's next dude i now with this this added confidence like a rookie that finally gets a win and gets confident yeah now we've got a superstar veteran that is piling on the confidence dude i i think it's a big spark i think it's a huge spark and i think you're going to see big things from rick um brian carpenter what do you got? Uh, whenever you're ready, we'll take a, a short break, and we're going to uh, – I'll play a song. We'll take a five-minute break, and we'll come back with Edwin Evers. Sounds good. All right, listen to me. Thank you for watching. Keep watching because this show is a monster. It keeps getting bigger and better. Uh, you just heard from Rick Klun. Hang in there with us. We're going to take a couple-minute break, a short break. When we come back, the 2016 Bassmaster Classic champion, Edwin Evers – Live on Ike Live via Skype. Hang in there with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> 